Good afternoon. You are listening to local media this week, and um, I'd like to say that the usual band are here, but they're not. <laughs> I said so. I'm here to start with. Unfortunately, again, you have to put up with me. And uh, but we we have esteemed company this week. Uh, John S has gone off. I think uh, up the country in his holidays. Uh, but we're uh, joined by Tom Hanley. So good afternoon, uh, Tom. Good afternoon, Luke. Two of the main crew are here, so we'll, we'll just be following in their exactly, footsteps. So exactly. with Pat, Pat O'Brien, Pat, good afternoon. Good afternoon, Luke. And David Fleming, welcome back, David. Thanks, Luke. I said. Now, we, and we welcome, have, Tom. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> this is the media show. We talk about uh, events in County Clare that are in the media, uh, which is mainly online, we'll say, with the Clare Herald and also the Clare Echo, but paper uh, editions of the Clare Echo and the Clare uh, Champion as well. And it is with the champion and the echo that we're going to start because uh, uh, it's not fake news now, Pat, uh, but there's a picture of Donald Trump on the front page of the echo. Yeah, he's a, he's a nice white captain in there. Yeah, I, I'm sure um, he's making America great again. Yeah. But, uh, he's probably on, on, on about the hinge. But basically, there are two articles, uh, and I said two different ways of coming about it. Owen Ryan has much reduced security operation expected for Trump uh, on the champion, and then doing big to host a LIV golf event. Now, I'm still not sure if that's pronounced LIV, uh, L or live, or whatever it is, but I'm told that uh, it's actually the Roman numerals for 54, right? Which are that's part, correct. Which are partly to do with. Uh, the tournaments that they host, which we'll get into in a minute. But anyway, the Donald is making a comeback. Uh, he's going to be uh, going to Dune Bay uh, in, for his first appearance since 2019. And prior to that, I think it was about 2013, it was before he went off and uh, became president anyway. So he was president last time. He won't be president this time, but you know what? If he comes back in another few years, he could be president again, the way things are going in the States. But again, that's for a whole other show. Uh, but uh, he is coming to Shannon at the end of August. The exact dates are still to be determined. And Porrick is writing about it as well in the Clare Echo. And Porrick has um, uh, a few different bits in, in relation to it. And the effect with the, the, um, the, the golf is one I, I'll talk to you about in a, in a few minutes. But Porrick writes, uh, definitive dates have yet to be set uh, on page four of the Echo. But uh, the 76-year-old is expected to stay at his Trump International Golf Links and Hotel Dunbeg, Ireland. He'll be flying to Shannon via his private jet. It'll be a two-day visit. He'll be bringing some of the family sometime between the 25th and the 30th of August. And I'm sure he'll be playing a round or two of golf as well. Now, uh, the, so the Saudi Sovereign Wealth Fund, uh, Tom, do you know anything about it? Well, they don't seem to be short of money. And the term that I hadn't heard until the last month or two was, was sports washing. Yeah. They're trying to make themselves maybe respectable. And the amount of money that's been poured into this live circuit, which is an alternative to the PGAs, yeah. colossal. And even this week you heard the sort of figures that were uh, supposedly used to try and entice uh, Tiger Woods to join them. Yeah. Which is... 700 million or something yeah, like something that? Yeah, something like that. Something between 600 million. Oh, for just million. one player? Yes. Yeah. As man says, they're not stuck for a few bob. No, is no, it? no, no. If he had a sponsor no. like that, I'd say... The, so it's the, money the, seems the to be attracting them, but the people, the purists seem to be staying with the, uh, the original circuit, I think, the PGA. Well, yeah, there, there's, there's a lot of drama in relation to it. I think if you were to d describe it, uh, there's been a split. 
I think, in, in <laughs> golfing circles. You, you have the, the PGA Tour, which is the American version of, we'll say, the golfing tour. Yes. And then you have, what's the European thing, Pat? It, it, it used to be the European Tour, but it's now sponsored by Emirates or some. It's not. It's sponsored by a crowd that aren't based in Europe, I just, <laughs> which I find slightly ironic. But, but anyway. Money is so, talking again. Exactly. The Sovereign Wealth Fund of uh, Saudi Arabia has... It's become one of the most controversial sporting events of recent times. And it's basically what, what's happened is um, it, this has all uh, been bankrolled by the Saudis, but it's the brainchild of um, Greg Norman. Greg Norman. Mm. And anyone that sort of knows about Greg Norman and his history with golf knows Greg is all about the money. Yes. And wants more of it and sort of thinks that the golfers and the players deserve more of it. He tried a number of years ago, I think, to set up uh, an alternative tour, but that didn't work. He didn't get the required backers, but he has the backers now. And the thing about it is, is that who designed the golf course in Doombay? One Greg Norman. Correct. Yeah. And so I think that's where Porrick uh, seems to be coming from in relation to the chances of the course... Um, uh, hosting a, a tournament by the, the we said on the live series. Yes. Now it's different than a normal golfing event in that it's only three days, fifty-four holes. That's where yeah. the LIV apparently, apparently comes from. You know, and uh, there was an event in the states last weekend at one of Trump's resorts as well. So. A live and, event. A live event. And, and Donald yeah. has said that, yeah, he says they should go where the money is. So. Well, that, that would be typical Donald Trump, it wouldn't it? Follow the money. But number one, do we, want, do we want to bring the controversy to the shores of County Clare, this golf controversy, or are we happy to see any sort of golf played? Number two, are we happy to see Trump uh, coming to County Clare again? And number three, are we happy as Irish taxpayers to be footing the security bill, which inevitably there will be there. I mean, it won't be as much, um, and this is the piece by Owen Ryan in the champion on the front page. Um, <clears throat> you know, the point made is that it won't be as big as the last time, but nevertheless, it will be there. And the Gardaí, it says here, the vast majority of the Gardaí involved in security this time will be drawn from the Clare division, with perhaps a small bit of assistance from neighboring areas. Whatever is drawn, it will cost the taxpayer money absolutely it yeah. will but look at it from the other point of view david uh is the irish state the irish government going to tell a u.s president x or otherwise that he can't come and visit the emerald isle oh well sure i mean <laughs> no not, not like of course not and he's a private citizen and any yeah. private citizen as long as they can come on holiday yeah. especially a west clare hotelier such as himself can yeah. come and visit his property yeah. Yeah. but i don't want to be paying for it well the point. i'd say uh, two words, David, and the first one is tough. <laughs> <laughs> and the second one might sort of... Well, I mean, suppose uh, if, if the hotel uh, back in, 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 um, in Drundeg uh, is, is, is employing 300 people in, in the summertime... Well, you see, this is the whole thing, and David. The Drundeg you know? people... Like, if we had... Just say for argument's sake now, if Trump had a hotel in East Clare and was employing 300 people, you mightn't worry, be worrying about sort of the bill to sort of, you know, come and look after him. You might be thinking... A very good here. point, Luke. Well, Talk to anybody in Dunbeg in that area, and a lot of them were. Well, yeah. well can, I, can, can I put this to you? Because I knew you'd go this way. <laughs> That's exactly, of course, what the Saudis are doing. 
with their money. Yes. They're yeah. providing employment, they're providing opportunities, and we call it sport washing. Trump is doing exactly this. So we can throw out our principles, is what you're saying, as long as the money looks good. I, I don't know if you call it throwing out your principles. It basically boils down to he has a property in Clare. He does. And he's entitled to go and visit. And he is anti-democrat, anti-democratic, shall we put it. He, he, he attempted effectively a coup in one of the, what we thought was one of the most solid democracies in the world. Yeah. And he's still touting those lies. Yeah, but now how does that, that surely taints the people of Dunbeg and of course by extension all of us. Well now, I don't it, because think... Because we roll out I, I the red carpet. I, 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 I don't yeah. think you could taint the, the people of Dunbeg for it. Like, if you think about it, back when he bought it... Well, would you I, shake I, his I, hand? I'd say I wouldn't get within about five miles of him. Uh, <laughs> 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 I wouldn't be his number one fan, I'll put it yeah. you like that, but I don't think I'd be anywhere near him. Or if I did, I'd say down Secret Service be starting to get worried, say, what's this easy coming near, near him for? And but, if you ask me that question, I don't think I'd try to get near enough to him to shake his hand. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But you, you, have, um, you have a scenario, basically, where Doing big, as Pat has alluded to, and it might imply 300 people during the summer, which is fabulous, but it also implies people year-round. Exactly. You're, you're talking about... You 100 know, in the winter. In 100 in the winter. That's yeah. good jobs in an area, it'd be a little bit like sort of here. If we didn't have Beckman Coulter in East Clare, we'd be in deep yeah. dodo. Well, yeah, what right? I would say to that argument, Luke, is hmm. that uh, Trump could well put that place up for sale tomorrow and another could. person could come in he and could. provide the same employment. He could, but if you go back to we'd say when he bought it originally, that there was a very good chance that the whole place could have closed. Mm, right? Yeah. And instead of he, in fact, he did put some money into it, and I'm sure if he sells it, whenever he sells it, he'll make a truckload of money. And I would say at that point of view, we'd say let, let him off. But the Boric writes in the article, and, and I saw um, a few bits online as well, that some of the locals uh, don't want to repeat of, uh, quote, very nasty comments made about doing big. By anti-Trump people ahead of the president's visit. No. Well, well I don't think you can avoid it. I no. mean, if you have a controversial figure like Mr. Trump um, coming to visit, you are going to attract controversy. And it, unfortunately, you'll be tainted by association. So I, I would say, to use your word, uh, Luke, tough. Well, 2020, 20, 20, well, whatever <laughs> we say about it, 2023 is all booked out anyway. Yeah. The, the, won't be in, the in earliest it could be would be 24. 2024, yeah. 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 Like the whole thing about it is, uh, my understanding is that they're basically cherry picking the top golfers in the world. And some have taken the money, some haven't. You said Tiger Woods hasn't. Rory McIlroy has it. said he's not going to. I yeah. know uh, Shane Lowry would say, uh, has said he's not going to neither. And, but of course, the Yanks, a lot of the Yanks being the Yanks will show me the money and they don't really care what they're doing and don't really care about, you know, we'll say where, where the money is coming from. And it's basically, they have less tour, le less competition, and it's a 48-man field, so it's less players than on yeah. a normal event. It's only a three-day event, and there's plenty, there's more prize money for them yeah. than they would if they were on the tour. But no. I gather, Luke, I mean, you're, if you join this, you're out then of the world rankings and all well, that well, prestige well, 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 and the, tradition. Yeah, yeah, but you see, the PGA have basically turfed them out. Yeah. And I think they're perfectly entitled to do it. Absolutely. You know, yeah. it so can it, in, could it, can it last, this new live 
And will people watch it? Because yeah. that's the real key thing. Yeah, the, the numbers apparently for people watching the events have been poor. Now, a little bit like, I, I, I'd say that they don't care, Dave. Because it's this whole thing that, you know, they'll say, oh, and the Saudi's great for sort of putting up this and we might watch a little bit or we watch a highlight yeah. of it. And, we don't really care about it after that. Like, I suppose the, the European tour uh, had a bit of an embarrassing situation when uh, the nominated captain for the Ryder Cup, Henrik Stenson, yeah, he announced yeah. last week that we he was he was taking leaving. the dollar. So he took the dollar, but they stripped him of the Ryder Cup captaincy. You know, yes, so yes. Um, you know. But anyway, look. I, I, and I, I, for I, I, him I, now, was that important? You know, would that have hurt? Well, they all say that. The Ryder Cup is a big thing yeah, for yeah. them, you know. But yeah. as, as I said, money talks, uh, yeah. as you alluded to yourself yeah, indeed. Uh, a few, minute, a few well, minutes like, ago. Right, listen, <laughs> I, I said, we'll wait till John comes back and you can talk to him because he knows more about golf. I'd say he knows well, more about golf. Well, the question is, would John too. take the money? Yeah. <laughs> would John yeah. take? John, yeah. if you're listening, yeah. let us know. Yeah. Now, listen, we're going to move on to Shannon. Surprise, surprise. But I have a surprise. We're not going to talk about what we normally talk about in Shannon. Uh, on page seven of the Echo, um, there is an article, and we've alluded to this before. Venue site moves forward with lease transfer to council. This, uh, Porrick is writing, agreement for a transfer of the Shannon venue site has been reached. Now, Pat, we've spoken about this before. Um, this has been... Uh, the local authority will be developing what's classed as the One Shot Shannon Hub, a multifunctional civic and community facility in the heart of Shannon, a key objective of the Shannon Town Master Plan. This has sort of been on the go, off the go, on, on the go, off the go, and there's been various issues with it, but it looks finally that things are getting sorted. Yeah, it looks that the, the agreement has been reached to transfer the, the, the venue to, to Clare County Council. And um, the 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 committee there um, that were there seems to be happy enough with it. A ninety-nine year lease for the site previously held by the Rectors of Shannon Venture um, Venue Project has been transferred to the local authority to allow them to build uh, the one Shannon Hub. Derek Bayer, who was a director in that project, uh, believed the hub was exactly what the venue team set out to deliver on, on their site and described it as a fantastic opportunity. Well, it has taken 10 years to get to this stage. The plans for the, the one Shannon Hub exceed the team's expectations. A total area will be almost twice the size of the original concept and will accommodate even more service facilities. Most importantly, uh, the Clare County Council has taken ownership and is now driving the design, funding, and delivery of the project to save Macleod Bank. I suppose it, um, it is, it is uh, at least it's moving anyway in the right direction. They are but Pat, isn't it a scandal though? Ten years waiting for something to happen. Like, sure, surely the people of Shannon deserve better politicians, better con be a better county council than what they have been able to achieve up for 10 years, waiting for 10 years? Well, I'd say a, a group came together to see a voluntary group yeah. came together with those, those uh, fellas and yeah. started to get the thing off the ground. And uh, suppose, uh, I, I thought Clare County Council was against it at one stage anyway, they, they didn't want to yeah. at all. There was, pri private money was there for it to be built. Mm. 
and the council for some reason seemed to have yeah, an issue it, turned it down in yeah. relation to it and turned it down and yeah. started thinking along those lines yeah. Shannon is a, well regarded as a new town. Mm. There was nothing there prior to Shannon uh, Airport. Uh, Tom, or Tom, yeah. When was Shannon founded? It wasn't founded five weeks ago, five years ago. Well, it's fifty six, years ago, but it's still in relative terms, uh, it's a new uh, yeah, town, yeah. and it doesn't have. What I'm going to say, it doesn't have a lot of these municipal facilities, whether yeah. it is a yeah. theatre or whether it is a big yeah, yeah. the, the and town who, hall. Whose or, fault is that? Well, who are the people responsible for driving yeah. stuff like that? Shannon Development yeah. and the county council. Yes, yeah. I said. Yeah. I, I said it I, was I, an interesting experiment, and uh, I, now I don't know the history of it and uh, and who who with the design and the concept yeah. and all that. But it hasn't been a design that has worked for the residents of Shannon, no. and it, it and it goes back to this: they never had a central yes. hub or space or communal yeah. area. Yeah. Yeah. Which is always like go to Scariff and it says the square. Yes. That's the yeah, hub, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. And it's strange that in the nineteen sixties they wouldn't fifties and sixties they didn't comprehend what make it a real town kind make of, you know, real with real facilities, you yeah. know. Yeah. I mean I suspect multiple studies. But anyway, it is good that yeah. it's happening now and I just hope that they do have the vision to put in what the people might want not just now but in the next 50 60 100 absolutely. years absolutely what they were saying there a couple of years ago was that um, they had been competing with um, competing with glow this is the council was from yeah. there we 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 we, we, we talked we talked about it there a couple of years back yeah like it's like the, their their grounds for it the, the I, in from a distance without knowing the full ins and outs of it but i i would say the council didn't cover themselves in glory in relation to the whole event mm. and I think it's uh, I would think it's probably as a result of the pressure of between the private people involved and and the community getting together in Shannon in yeah. fairness to them that has made it finally got them to get the lead out and, and hopefully in the next few years they will have yes, a, a facility yeah. that they can be proud of be something else, yeah. uh, so, uh, and something that uh, a facility that uh, some new residents of Shannon might be able to use because would hit on page three of the champion uh, green light for Shannon housing proposal. Woodhaven Developments Limited has received planning permission for the construction of 55 houses and a childcare facility at Smithstown and Shannon. So 20, 28 uh, conditions on it, uh, and the developer has to make uh, contributions of over 600,000 uh, to the council in relation to public infrastructure and facilities benefiting development in the area. Maybe some of that money might go towards yeah. building, building the centre. Yeah. But um, it's a uh, good good news. I had it on Claire Pym this morning as well. Where, um, um, uh, what's his name? Brennan Demendis, uh, in, in, in charge of Woodhaven of the Pension yeah. Director, I can't think of his first name. He, he, he says it's just it's just a search. It's a search in, this, in the first of September, these 55 houses, and there will be another, another 55 in the following year. Good. Yeah. You see, Korshannon is is wonderfully located when you think about it. It's between Limerick and Ennis, mm. and it's got the airport. So it's got a lot of things. Now, and we've often spoke about this, the rail link. Mm. That's what it's missing as well. Yes. It's well, missing a rail impossible. link to yeah. Ennis and to Limerick. And now, not that we would want it to be a, com a commuter town, though to a large extent it is. I have many colleagues who live in Shannon and, and work in Limerick, but, um, but you know that's what some people want, and um, 
I think that's the next step, and that may take another decade if if it ever comes off the ground. Yeah, I I think. Well, we the Green Party are pushing it on like Eamon Ryan is yeah. pushing yeah. for that. Uh, right. So, but you can see the advantages of it. Oh yeah, yeah. maybe maybe Christine will get its little yeah, station with us. We might talk about that later on. But anyway, two bits of good news for Shannon, and then unfortunately one bit of bad news. It's the main event on the front page of the champion anti-social elements scupper bike share scheme and we vaguely not vaguely we we spoke about this briefly a few weeks ago we say when, when it was launched pat and it's it's like a, a bike share scheme they yeah. have them in dublin they have them in cork they had one in limerick mm -hmm. and I, I noticed that the one in limerick has been scaled back uh, recently as well but basically the one in shannon and there, there's a a nice picture of some of the people involved in it there uh uh, we said my councillor Michael Begley and a number of some of the businesses that were sponsoring it at the rollout of it uh, last month <coughs> on page two of the champion. But basically, it has run into problems due to uh, vandalism. Yeah. How come we, we, we are always in vandalism in this country? If that scheme knows any longer in, in Europe, the might shouldn't be touched at all. Yeah. But we always seem to, seem to have someone that there's, the, there's always a small minority of people yeah. and Still. they're there now to be fair the dublin one has been very successful i'm sure there's a bit of vandalism in dublin as well and of course cork people wouldn't vandalize their own property at all but um <laughs> oh, unfortunately <yeah. laughs> there are anti-social elements in in shannon um and it's young fellas probably and um messing they, at me best. messing about yeah. and you see you could argue david um that they may not have the facilities to keep themselves occupied. I was in just the going to say. I was just to, going to say. Yes. Well, I think they, I, I think there's a lot of sports. There the are there are sports good sports yeah. in, in the town, but uh, not just sports, Pat. You know, yeah. not, not everyone is into sports. I know. Yeah. 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 There is a cinema in Shannon, isn't there? There is no. Yeah. There is no. Yeah. yeah. But unfortunately, maybe I don't know. It, it's it's not. Now, I wonder how well it would be used in Shannon. That's the other side. Yeah. What they did, what, reading that article that says the vandalism is happening at night. Right. Yeah. yeah. So the bikes are being used during the day, all right, you know. And and they're, par they're parked up in a public space. So, yeah. may, may, like, maybe it could be something as simple as they need to improve the lighting around where the bikes yeah, are stored, you know. Cameras or whatever. Yeah. Put, yeah. yeah. The figures show, show the figures we've got show that it has been successful, that 90% of the journeys are proper journeys, and, and they had over 1,000 journeys in three weeks. So, uh, yeah. yeah, that looks good. It's yeah. a good start, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it, it, it is. But anyway, listen, ho hopefully they can resolve their issues and uh, get, yeah. get it, get it yeah. quote unquote back on the road again. So, no, there's an initiative like that, 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 yeah. that someone comes along and they, they own it for everybody else. Yeah. They're just small minorities. Small minorities. Nobody likes to hear those anti social no. elements. No. Right now, lads, we're going to move on and uh, we're, we're heading to the burn because uh, Tom said now that the radio station should mainly be involved in talking about good news. <laughs> as in, well, it's Tom, it doesn't always work like that in this programme. But uh, we, we, have a, we have a bit of good news here. And so, uh, page 10 in the Echo, uh, David. Yeah. Um, Burren named best place to holiday in Ireland. Um, and this was, this was conducted by the Irish Times in association with Falch Ireland. They did it, but you might have read it in the papers. They asked the public, where is the best place? But anyway, not surprisingly, yeah. I think. Lock, the Burren... Lock Derg made the top 20. Did it? It did, yes. Yeah. 
It was unanimously backed by the judging panel. The Burren beat off stiff competition from the four other shortlisted locations. Ackle, where we know somebody is at the moment, Carlingford County Loud, the Causeway Coast, which is uh, the, 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 the Giants Causeway, yes. yeah, Port Russian. Now, that's, that's, that's an eye-catching area as well. And Inishpafen, County Galway. So among the other things which impressed the judges, by uh, which Boring McMahon is reporting on here, uh, what, what about the Burren was it's, it's breathtaking coastal scenery, and world-class tourism attractions, its grassroots food culture, and its joined-up community approach to warmly welcoming visitors while also protecting what is a unique environment. And, you know, we often talk about Burren Bio and Burren Bio, that group of farmers and locals who are working together to try and preserve um, what they had there, uh, gets a lot of attention. And it's obviously standing to them now. Well, the only issue I have with the Echo is not the best picture I thought it's um there's a, it's it's there's rocks all right but there's um what is it is this a skull of a deer an animal, or something yeah. some sort of an animal. a goat that saw better days yeah go- <laughs> <laughs> um I, I thought they could choose a bit of a better picture but anyway it is a good it is but as you say oh, um Luke um two weeks ago the long list of the best twenty places to holiday in Ireland was published um and. Clare was one of just four counties to have two locations on that list, the Burren and Loch Derg, yeah, as we sure say. Say, And the best site was held in 2013. Um, yes. The Lowpig Peninsula won, won it. Yeah. 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 So, you know, there's a lot... We've always said it, should we know it, don't we, that the county has a lot going for itself in terms of tourism potential. And I think the council, of course, has recognised that with the fact that they've taken on so many things. But again, now, we just need... They mentioned that joined up thinking there. We just need a little bit of planning and a little bit of thinking around the packaging of what already exists, because there's a lot of old ones like Bunratty uh, attractions and the newer offering. Yeah, indeed. I, I just see opposite that, uh, Pat, uh, I'll come back to you now in a second. A new Corfin booklet launched to highlight local attractions and a new man I haven't seen in the Echo before, Ty Collins, so I would say hello to Ty. Uh, he's writing there, the Corfin Tourism Association has launched a new booklet aimed at promoting the natural landscape and historical points of interest in the North Clare village, which of course is a gateway to the borough. You know, so uh, f- fair play to him on that. And you can pick up a copy of that in most businesses in the village. But now, p- and just, just here on page eight, Luke as well, does a lovely, a lovely photograph there. Talking about photographs, David, does a lovely photograph. Page eight, the, the champion. Yeah. And page eight, of, of the champion. The Bourne the Men's Isle Times best place to holiday in, in Ireland in 2022. Yeah, I think so we'd have to give we'd have to give it to the champion. Yeah, that that is a that is a more enticing. God, I'd nearly go there myself now. <laughs> yeah. um, it could be for a quick break. Uh, it could well be. Yeah, yeah. could have about tens of thousand words. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Now, Pat, uh, page ten of the Echo as well. Uh, Kilrush is keen to host the National Famine commemoration again. Yeah, Kilrush keen to host the National Feminine Commemoration uh, by Parag McMahon on page 10. Kilrush is, uh, is to put his hand up to host the National Feminine Commemoration once again. A request has been issued to the National Feminine Commemoration Committee for the West Clare Town to host the commemoration for the, fo- for the first time since 2013. This part is proposed by Councillor Ian Lynch and mentioned before the West Clare Municipal District, who also appealed to the local authorities, authorities to commission a sculpture our monument and recognition of the work done by Captain Kennedy during the famine. Acting Senior Officer John O'Malley confirmed that the request would be made to host the event if our recall to 
from a monument to the council memorial the county to discuss the matter in more detail. In 2013, Kilgore hosted a 10-day programme of events leading up to the national famine commemoration. The official representation was led by Michael D. Higgins, President Michael D. Higgins. This included a series of lectures, walks, tours, re-enhancements, theatre, music, exhibitions and local commemoration ceremonies. So the event recalled the impact of the Great Famine on the people and the landscape of Kilgore's poor law union. So I suppose just to, 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 to be nice to see that in... Uh, yeah, the, the, well, hopefully the, they, they, they get on okay with that. David, uh, I'm landing you in it now because you mentioned it while we were uh, at the pre-production meeting, page 19 in the Echo. Just to finish this part of it, and uh, you alluded before, we've been talking about Broadford and the sewage treatment plant yeah. that they're looking for, but now you said the opposition are getting their yeah, ears well, and tentacles a, As out. predicted by this show a few weeks ago when, we, when, when Broadford was well out in front with its request for mm. a water treatment plant, and the money is there, um, as we know, um, it is just a matter for the council now to decide which one or two places it will put forward uh, for this money. And we now see some horses emerging from behind. And uh, Porig McMahon, under the Green Clare section, which uh, is supported by Clare County Council, or sponsored this particular page, um, has put Kappa, Kappa to get a second, calls for Kappa to get a secondary wastewater treatment facility are to land on the desk of the Minister for Housing, Local Government and Heritage. In June, a three-day no-swim notice was in place for Kappa Kilrush, which has prompted Councillor Ian Lynch to issue a formal request to Minister Darrell O'Brien to instruct Irish Water to install. So they're, they're pulling a few cards now, which is very clever. Um, the main one there is you can't swim in this area because it's, so just, it's, it's destroyed by uh, waste. Um, now that puts it ahead maybe of Broadford from that point of view because I don't think you can swim anywhere in Broadford anyway. So you can see, you can begin to see now the, 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 the towns. So, right, there's going to be a little bit of uh, the West Clare councillors versus the East Clare councillors. I think so. A little I'd bit of action. Anyway, right, listen, that, that's enough for part one. I said I nearly have you under control for a bit. We're, we're nearly, not quite. Now, Pat, who's alive or dead this week? We'll play a bit of music. Um, well, um, Brendan Boyer died a couple of years ago. His ashes were Two brought back, ago, so he's, yeah. he, he was brought back to Waterford during the week to be buried. So we have Brendan Boyer. Are we playing the Hucklebook? No, we won't, we, won't go, we won't go off the Hucklebook this time, Luke. I think we yeah. said it a few weeks back. Uh, I, ran all the, I ran all the way home. I ran all the way home. Brendan Byer. All right, Brendan Byer, I ran all the way home. We'll talk to you in a few minutes. I ran all the way home Just to say I'm sorry back to the media show. Now after we've ran all the way home with Brendan Boyer, uh, we're, we're back and we're going, before we go to, uh, over to our own neck of the county and talk about uh, events in East Clare, there's one or two quick things we want to get to. Uh, just before the break we were talking about Dune Lake, Tom, and there was mentioned that there was no, you know, our David, you alluded, said that there was no, no water facilities in, um, in Broadford, but uh, Dune Lake, Pat, has got a few bob, page six. Yeah, uh, 50,000 clear for Felgus Walkway, almost 170,000 for clear. Um, Dune Lake in, in Broadford, we got 21,207. 
as process for the immunity around the, the late care, just just care between the okay, hands needles and blood foot. And then you have um uh Quran Lake and Kitchen that uh twenty thousand as well. And what have they got the money for, Pat? I said developing amenities around the lake. They have oh, areas, right. they have right. areas around the lake and up up upgrading them, I'd say. Yes, 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 There's yes, quite yes. an active sailing club on Quillan Lake, isn't there? There is there is there's a little big clubhouse there and yeah. uh, they have a... Oh, they have very active there all summer, yeah, 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 yeah. in the summertime. Yeah, mm. fair, fair placement. We, 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 sh we shall wish them the best. Now, uh, after that, uh, there are lots of photographs in all the papers, and we'll say it was the bank holiday, the Harbour Festival uh, around this neck of the woods over the bank holiday weekend, and there's uh, lots of pictures, we'll say, in, in both papers, and I, I noticed I would just say, uh, out and about, we'll say on page 14 of the Echo, Porrick is writing, um, uh, actually I'm not sure if it's Porrick is writing about it, somebody's writing about it anyway, with, with a, a lot of nice pictures of people there, in around it. Uh, Bad weather doesn't stop Scarf Harbour Festival from shining, and there's uh, a lot of youngsters pictured there, scouts and all the rest of it. And then there's lots of pictures in the second part of the champion, the living section. The here. living you, section, you that's have page, right. You have page three. Then. I have page three, and there's, by the looks of it, there were, people are having a great time and all the food, and uh, there's a lovely picture there of, of four young girls, they're all named, um, who were pictured there as if in the Viking boat, which was down there as yes, well. And on the front page of the, of the Echo, uh, Reese Foster from Flagmount with his daughters Violet and Ebony. I had to look hard for the second child, but the second child is there, taking a walk around the market at the Scarab Harbour Festival. So it looks as if it was a, yep. a great turnout and a great yep. event. Some lovely photos yeah, by so Natasha Barton there in the Echo. And is it Natasha has the pictures in the champion or is it yeah. John Kelly? Is I'd it? say John Kelly. It's not credited. Yeah. After Ellis. Oh, after Ellis. Yeah, yeah. And then on the living section of the three community festivals like Scarab Harbour, health keep was connected. So I suppose that's um, Stuart Dickinson uh, opened it with some days. He's a name there from the East End from and he, yeah, he was very um, complimentary, complimentary at his, his interview on the radio. That's and, right. And yeah, yeah. An interesting man. Yeah, very interesting man. Yeah, interesting very, man. Good, yeah. very good interview, very good interview on old. Yeah, you know, yeah. I, I, it's a little bit like, uh, you know, sometimes we forget. Exactly. I think, and I think a lot of the time we forget exactly what has gone on yeah. and what is going on, yes. you know, and it's good to, good to get a, an underground uh, yeah. uh, f feeling for it. And, you yeah, know, yeah. I, yeah I thought, I thought the, the, he gave an excellent, um, an excellent talk on it and, and, yeah. and, and, and about Carrick Ferguson, about Northern Ireland and the yeah. whole, the whole uh, thing. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. yeah. and, and ho hopes for all. I, I should, before, I, I should, I said I, I, I got ahead of myself talking about the festivals. Pat, there's other shows on around uh, Clare as well, as in just here on page shows. On page eight of the champion there, uh, Dave receives at Saudi's Clare show on 2019. Then then has the story. In the, in the region of 6,000 patrons flocked to view our, particip our participate in the 30th annual Saudi's Clare show at Christian recently. In fact, the show organizers estimated the case receipts are up 3% from 2018 as thousands converged in the Bridgestone showgrounds for what has been described as an amazing show. It is the first opportunity in the last three years for the show committee to showcase local and national competition due to COVID-19 restrictions. So I, I, I've been to um, um, Bridgestone show on a couple of occasions. It's a very good show. 
Yeah. Patrick, Patrick, you're, a, you're a connoisseur of shows, Pat. You, you, you like Spencer Hill <laughs> and everywhere. But um, you like to get around to them. Tell what 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 what's down there? We'll say it's yeah. obviously different from Spencer Hill, I presume. Actually, it's an agricultural show, really, yeah. and it's it's all classes for horses and for um, cattle and yeah. um, um, vegetables. And, what would uh, you be looking out for now, Pat, when you're and down there? The vintage, vintage uh, and all that kind of stuff on it as well. You'd be going for the vintage. What would you be looking out for? What's the first thing now you'd head for? I just got out of the door. I wouldn't. I wouldn't be taking out anything really. I just yeah. got out of the door. Tom, are you a connoisseur yeah. of the show? Uh, not in recent years. You used to be involved with the Scarif show. When, yes. Oh, 20, 30 years ago. Yeah. You know, when I was a little younger and all that. <laughs> yes. I suppose the concept of the agricultural show would be to show off what is best in yes. the agricultural community yeah. in the area, whether it's and uh, even see there from Bridgetown uh, the you know the best vegetables and all that, and you know yes. the. the Best potatoes and even the best sausage. Rural Ireland at its best. And the baking competitions they used to be fiercely fought over, and the jam making competitions, you know, the huge. My mother got to go through, used to love competing at shows and just doing, you know, in a right way, produce something, whether it's knitting something or making something, and even photographs, you know, and take pride in the little rosettes that she'd get. There'd be something for everyone in the show, you know, you'd have a dog show, and you'd have a large elephant. And yeah. actually, I think, I see there, uh, in, 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 I was reading there earlier on today, that um, the, the, the produce from the, which had the carrots and the blazes and all yes. that, the vegetables were all up on, on, on other years. Yes. So that they're yes. saying yeah. that yeah. People, people went back, um, went growing back growing the stuff yeah. during, the, during the lockdown. And that yeah. They're, they're Bearing fruit stuff. now. Yeah, well, we, we, we won't argue yeah. with that. Yeah. We'll say fair play I, that. I think, unless we'll have no show on Scarif this year that I know of, anyways. Well, yeah. yeah, there's okay. no talk and about uh, it. And the, the, the Dublin Hot Show didn't, this the week of the Dublin Hot Show didn't. Normally, but it's, it's going on later this month, I believe. Was it? Yeah, it is. Yeah. That'll be okay. the, the premier event. I, I, I'd imagine with, you know, Usually the, the first week of August. There's a festival and a show, I'd say, literally every day of the week. I'd say if they had 10 days in the week, there'd be a show to fill it. You know, just, yeah. I think, everything yeah. coming, yeah. coming Well, the big out. ones like Cattle Moor would be on, you know, yeah. Ennis used to be big. Of course, the big Tullamore. ones, Tullamore. Tullamore. Yeah. That's yeah. the yeah. Tullamore yeah. agricultural Which show. Which is still advertised around here. Yes, you know? yeah. 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 Yeah, okay. Right, listen, we, we'll move on. And we're going to get to Killaloo in a few minutes. But before we get to Killaloo, page six of the uh, champion. Traffic calming works for Drummondura approved. Fiona McGarry is writing about it there. Uh, traffic calming works for the North East Clare village of Drummondura have been approved by members of the Killaloo Municipal District Committee. The works will involve the construction of footpaths and pedestrian crossings from Drummondura Post Office to the edges of the R461. Now, any thoughts on saying? I, 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 I just have to put my hand up and say I actually passed through Drummondura on three occasions yesterday. And, um, and were, you suitably, <laughs> were you suitably calmed? Well, <laughs> there, uh, we said there is, there is an area in around the shop which <coughs> I think could, uh, well, I'd imagine this is where they're aiming to and put, of course put the their school works. is there as well. Yeah. yeah, and I think if they do something like what they did with Clooney Quinn, yes. it would be absolutely fabulous. Yes, and I think it would be a safety, a good safety feature for all all the residents up there. And so we we'll wish them the very best and good to see uh, Councillor Pat Hayes. Of course, that's in his own Pat's own backyard, so I'm sure he was pushing pushing very much for it. Um, I'm going to say Cahir, look up to Killaloo Municipal District, Alan O'Callaghan. 
said active travel initiatives were working well by encouraging people to walk and cycle more. And as no more than we've sort of seen with the, the footpath between Killaloo and we say coming down into Tundraini, the amount of people out using that facility. Uh, early and late. Early and late. Yes. And it just sort of, you know, a little bit along the way as you see all the greenways coming around the place, proposed greenway, of course, to come out here at some stage. If you build it, sometimes they will come. And, and those facilities are things that the locals ourselves are going to be able to use for yeah. a lot of occasions. Yeah. Look, we started talking about the Scarif Harbour Festival, and it's great to see that it's well established now at this stage, you know? And well, the, yeah. the north-south element, of course, uh, helps it as well, kind of. Yes, it does, yeah. Yeah, Waterways yeah. Ireland stretches from Loch Aaron down to yeah. Scarif. Yeah, it yeah. does, yeah. We say then the, the, the south, the Republic's headquarters, of course, be, be, being in Scarif doesn't do it any harm. No, no. Uh, but I, I see 18th, 18th event, but uh, next year will be the 20th year, of course, with yes. two, two years where we didn't have anything, so I'm sure they'll be going, yeah. they'll be going all out for, for next year. Luke, as we have Tom with us, we don't often have a, um, an agricultural expert with us, and as I'm looking at the farming section of the paper, I know I'm going off piste now, but we recently, of course, had a big national debate about methane and the reduction on page, page 18 of the, the uh, of the champion, the farming section, which we often don't talk about and which I think we should do a little bit more talking about and reseeding a worthwhile investment. But it was that kind of, it was more the picture of the two Charlies or whatever they are um, uh, took my eye. A um, lot of news, a lot of national news about the government decision to uh, about emissions capping agricultural emissions or getting agricultural emissions to 25 percent is that possible tom in your view it is possible but the the bit that annoys me is that uh, the cattle and farming is getting a very bad press in all of this when you consider all of the if you go to any big city take dublin the amount of vehicles that are burning fuel fossil mm -hmm. fuels yeah. Morning, noon, and night, yeah. you know, yeah. and the well, impression is sometimes given and, and that's that if you could clean up Irish agriculture and get rid of all of the cows mm. and maybe some of the farmers that were going to solve the world climate, <laughs> that doesn't happen. Yeah, no, and we can do our bit. In, in in the global scheme of things, it's 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 yeah. very small. But uh, maybe we come back to this. I know Luke probably we're well, in the uh, local section, but I see what the I see what the Brazilians are, 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 are going to raise their their uh, national health by thirty percent. Which is millions upon millions, millions, of millions of cattle. But there you have an example of a Trump-like figure, Bob yes. Serrano, who's a populist, mm. who will say anything and do anything. And, I mean, that's the problem. Burn down, tropical forest, do everything. Yeah, no, anyway, we're saying, are we? I, I, I'm sorry now, lads. <laughs> you were all right when you were talking about Charlie's, but when it went to Brazil, I, we, we have to come, <laughs> we have come, to come back to Kilaloo. We have to come back to Who East knows where we might have went to Listers in South America, have we? do, but we have to accommodate our, our own people as well. Yes. Now, on page 16 of the Clare Echo and page 6 of the Champion, we're talking about Kilaloo. Uh, Horrick has it on page 16 of the Echo, Killaloo in need of a facelift, uh, calls for a major clean-up and facelift of Killaloo Town's lower end and its bridge crossing the border into Tipperary has been sought. In page 6 of the Champion, and, and be a little bit like, I know it's a quote that's made, but it's not one of those sort of, it's not a very positive quote, is what I describe it. Killaloo is a nice place, but, but. it could be a lot better. David. Yeah, and actually the people saying this are the, are, are, are the councillors, the municipal district uh, chair, the councillor Tony O'Brien, 
uh, urged Clare County Council to engage with relevant bodies such as Waterways Ireland, Tipperary County Council to organise what he calls a major clean-up and facelift of the lower end of Killaloo Town and the bridge linking it with Ballina. Um, Councillor Alan O'Callaghan seconded the request. He flagged the entire area has become overgrown. The pedestrian bridge over the canal is in very poor state and needs to get uh, a major clean-up. I think he's probably right, Luke. Um, it's tired looking, is what I would say. And yet, it's, it is a lovely spot. People stop their cars, they walk yeah, over the bridge, they yeah. walk over that little uh, iron bridge in the canal there. Of course, there's the very popular Sunday market where a lot of people come. And I'd go even a bit further and say that whole, uh, the whole buildings along the river there, if you looked at all, uh, just photographs from maybe 30 years ago, all of them had different colours. Now it's a whole, it's a whole one view magnolia. Um, yes, so yes. I would be encouraging even if, if they could clean up the public areas, but to encourage the um, people who own those buildings, very yeah. common Palliser House in particular I'm thinking of, because yes. it's one of the largest buildings, it's if they varied their colours. Actually, that's interesting now from two points of view. That they've just um, formed a new community council in Killaloo. And you think back maybe 20 years ago when they started, or more, whenever they started the community council here in Scarif, at an early stage, they got somebody out to look at it, and I think the council had to pay for it, that kind of designed a colour scheme for a lot of the houses in Scarif, yeah. and it definitely improved it. it lifted, and this is, is something like that could yeah. work yeah. wonders in Killaloo in this yeah. area. Yeah. You know? yeah. And they do have grants that the councils give to one or oh, two villages every, yeah. every year. Yeah. Yeah. I know, yeah. We'll say, Lahinch yeah. received it, we'll say, prior to the golf being up there a few yeah. years ago. You know, so I, I think Scarif got it, I think. I think it, 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 it did. Anyway, I suppose if the mayor is shouting about it, uh, the people inside the council might listen a little bit more yeah, than exactly. if it was just yes. the, the, you know, if it was a, a councillor O'Brien, but when it's a Cahirlach O'Brien, they, they might pay a bit more attention. And there's a related article here as well in page five of the Champion Council to tackle overgrown paths of walkway on Blue Way Trail. Overgrown stretches of the walkway from Killaloo to Tumgrainy have to be tackled by the council after the matter was raised at a recent meeting of the district councillors. The Blue Way Trail, which was completed in 2020, is hugely popular amenity for cyclists and walkers, but its condition was highlighted by Councillor Joe Coney. Pat, so, I never knew that that was called the Blue Way, the Blue Way right. Trail. That's the first I've heard of that. Mm. Yeah, it, the Ogunnolo people, off their own back, because I saw it, witnessed it with my own eyes, went, were out there with shovels, oh, they were, yeah. and they, they made that path yes. um, from Ogunnolo up a little bit towards Scarif, right. now only a little bit up. And then the council came along and did, did the rest of it. It's been tarmacked in, let's it say, is. a few years ago. But I've never heard of being called... Luke, have you heard of being called a Blue Way trail? No, I thought the Blue Way was all to do with people kayaking on the lake. Exactly. That's, That's what I thought, yeah. too. Oh, sure, listen. Yeah. Sure. Paper, paper it's, it's a walkway, and I can't... They're talking about overgrown parts of it. Okay, maybe the grass might be a little overgrown, and there's even... I noticed near Killaloo. It, it, it could do a little bit of trimming back yeah, here. Yeah, it, it could. And we'll say what I would say, Tom, and this was pointed out, would say... There is a fabulous surface on 95% of it. Yes. Uh, you want to keep it fabulous. Exactly. And you need work to be done on it. And yeah. now I know that the council have no more May and then that sort of turned into no more whatever. <laughs> June uh, and July, know, I think. June and July in certain places. And then it just sort of got too high. 
Now, you know, there's ways, okay, you say, maybe you don't need to cut the whole lot, but certainly within a foot either side of the path, if that area is kept low, and you know, you're going to have vegetation growing back yeah. as well, so that yeah. needs to be trimmed back. I, I, I would, uh, we, we'd wholly endorse that. Now, we're on to page 13, the east and southeast Clare uh, page of the champion, and this is where we're going to spend the last few minutes of the show, and we're, we're because we're going to talk a little bit uh, about uh, speeding on the street in Killaloo. I say Fiona has an article there. A speed survey to be carried out on a busy resi residential street, uh, following concerns raised by a local councillor, and uh, that would be uh, the that mayor, be the mayor Tony O'Brien, yeah. asked that ramps be included when planned resources are being carried out at Lower Arden at Tidal. Uh, an interesting. Uh, you know, any, an interesting uh, thought because speed ramps are something that generally annoy people. They, don't, they, don't. they yeah. certainly do. They uh, do slow you down, though, don't they? They do, yeah. But, yeah. Uh, yeah. I remember a few years ago, it could be 10 years ago now, this is wearing my chair of the board of management hat here in Scarif. We were looking for the council to put speed ramps outside the school, and they wouldn't do it. The main reason being they were afraid somebody would break a suspension and sue them. But <laughs> yeah. while they do annoy people, they're very effective. They are effective, yeah. yeah. Now, you, you have, you know, would say the sort of the ramps, the, the, the short ramps where you sort of, you know, you're over, it's like the width of a tyre. Yes. You go over and then you look at what's sort of down, uh, we'll say, between a little bit the border between Scarif and Tungrainy with this tabletop, you know, yes. to... Uh, to slow people down, maybe something like that. Yeah. I, I, I'm yeah. still not yeah. be fully convinced about that, but we, we, we shall see. Um, pay, we say on page at the top of page thirteen. Huge numbers create parking pressure, popular attraction, and I'm just going to diverge one little bit because on page seventeen of the Echo, uh, Clare is amazing. Take it all in. Visit Clare Ireland. Uh, they're advertising this week. Get active on the water, and of course, one of the things they're talking about is have fun at an aqua park in Kilrush or Killaloo. And it's the one in Killaloo, which isn't actually in Killaloo, it's in Two Mile Gate that we're going to be talking about here. So, Pat, tell us all about it. Yeah, huge numbers, great parking pressure, a popular attraction. Uh, Fiona McGarry has the story here on the East Clare page. Councillor explore options for overload parking at Two Mile Gate as popularity of immediately souls. Have you oh. done it yourself, Pat? Have you been in the aqua park? Oh, well, I haven't been down there, but I haven't been out in there. I haven't been, I haven't been out Are in there. We're going to have to organise a media show out I, here. I, I, I think we will uh, as a team building exercise. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, Pat. Is, is all your equipment waterproof? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh, oh, sorry about that, Tom. No, 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 no. <laughs> might be able to make it. Overflow parking may have to be provided as one of East Clare's premier tourist attractions due to the boost in visitor numbers in recent years. The increase in popularity of the two mile gate. Lakeside Music Park, which includes a state-of-the-art aqua park and a roof-like bathing area, was widely welcomed at the recent meeting of the Kilo Municipal District Committee with Eddie Cullivan Woods on the other side of the main road from Kilo to Scarf. Some concerns were raised about vehicles, about park vehicles obstructing the route. A matter was raised by Councillor Joe Cooney and Pat Brock, who were told that the council are exploring options to facilitate visitors' demands. Fantastic work has been done around to my gate, Councillor Cooney said. A lot of people stayed, stayed local during the COVID and have found, it, have found out about it. The problem now is the parking in the area. 
Och det är först det är det där det är så där det Remember that when, when we had our east wave yeah. that Monday I came home from work uh, and the place was mobbed oh, absolutely yeah. the, mobbed. The, the, the day before Tom when yeah. we were in Killaloo was a covering an event. Centenary. Yeah, uh, yeah. I have never seen as many cars abandoned. The new traffic signs that they put in for the 50 kilometer signs, yes. there were cars between the two sides yeah. on one yes, side of the road right. as yeah. well as the yeah. car. Now, I know we have spoken to the councillors about this previously, and I know they had indicated previously that they said it might be something we're going to have to suck it and see for the summer, yeah. that it's a limited number of days that it happens. And, and I, I see I, that Alan yeah. McCallan has it says it as well, you know, he said, it's only needed 60 out of 365 days of the year. It is probably very specific to A, we'll say if the sun is splitting the rocks, yes. or the, the summer months. Yeah. But yeah. Th that day we were passing, um, I would say, we say an emergency vehicle would have had trouble getting through it. Yeah. Really? The one thing I would say about it, and, and, and that, it applied that weekend, I thought the council should have cut the grass verge. That's, the yes, because that's the where people have because parked. Because people were parking, just put, barely parking yeah. on the edge of it, whereas yeah. if they, they could were, park further in, they were on to the make road. it safer. They were, yeah. they were blocking the half, road, really. half a lane yeah. of traffic, yes. you know, so yeah. like two cars couldn't pass by. Yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah. like, in, like in, in the room, there, uh, in, it's very wide there. There's a wide verge. In the room there, for the, what you call the heaven, the motorways, where you can pull in. The layabies. The layabies, yeah. There's potential. For yeah. a bit of it, but then there could be yeah, safety it make issues. You see, safer. The, we see there'll be safety issues as well, Pat, with sight lines because you say on the part of that, it, you, yeah. it, it's, it's a blind corner before you come yeah. into it. it is. And if you're tipping away at your 70 or 80 kilometres an hour and Johnny's pulling out at five kilometres an hour, you could have poten potential issues there. But uh, I don't know short term what they could do. I mean, this, is, this is, goes back to the whole thing build it, they will come. Yeah. They renovated the car parks uh, a few years ago, did a fabulous job on it. And now everybody has come. Yeah, yes. you know, And Belly Cogger, you know, we say as a result probably of COVID, especially, yeah. uh, people are a bit, little bit more active out and about yeah. and with Belly Cogger and the actual And the mountains and everything like that. And yeah. one thing they have there, if you notice it, you know, there's an area where you can, uh, barbecue area. Yeah. You can. Yeah. yeah. You can yeah. Save uh, yeah. Uh, no, it's just builders and you will come. Oh, yeah. Like oh. the, the, like, unfortunately, you build another car park, you, you take from it, don't you? And you there do. is limited space. Above the road. Above the road, where you where you where you can you can park above the road, if we're going for a walk up 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 to you are you can yeah and if they, if they had a, a car park up there an extra car well, park but, but that's a 15, bit of a cars. walk to come down then yeah. if you were to you know you just go out for a swim or whatever yeah yeah um yeah. now that's okay if you're climbing mm. yes if you're doing the walking. But uh, it is challenging. The, the location is challenging. There's no yeah. doubt about that. Yeah. But it, it's great to see the place becoming so popular. Though. Yeah, it, it is. is. Yeah, it is. And I suppose hopefully it'll move on. Now the the rest of it, we, we should probably rechristen the east and southeast Clare page, the Killaloo page, because I think everything <laughs> is basically about it. Yeah. Uh, Communities Green Oasis continues to thrive, which is Killaloo Community Garden, that has become a focal point. Uh, on, sa on Saturdays for people to socialise green figure gardeners. A, gr a great to see, lovely photograph there as well. That's Dan Danaher writing about that. And Where John. is the commu community garden in Killaloo, I wonder? 
I think it's over in Ballina, over that side, is it? Oh, it's on the Ballina side, I think is so. it? Yeah. It looks yeah. well there, anyway. It looks yeah. well, and absolutely. Karen Speed, Andrews, yeah. and Shelley yeah. Hughes are yeah. pictured, and they of seem course. to have a nice pavilion at the back, yeah. too. And then we'll say, we'll just finish up then. Dan Danaher's writing at the bottom of the page there, Lua celebration take place amid Killaloo's extraordinary ambience, which is plans have been floated for a new end of season celebration in Killaloo, marking people's ever evolving relationship with wild water. Yeah. A little bit uh, new to me now, but uh, I, I suppose uh, maybe we're just getting a bit more used to the water and promoting it a little bit more. Yes. Yeah. What, what is the opposite to wild water? <laughs> Can. Good question. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I hope it's not a, heavily chlorine. <laughs> <anyway, you know. laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Indeed. But l listen, uh, that is, we're nearly at the end of the show. Have we time for the 12 o'clock hints? Oh, oh, we always have time for the 12 o'clock hints, yeah, Pat. Well, well you're, you're going to make time even if I say no, Pat, so go on. <laughs> <laughs> to Mark's Heritage Week, um, uh, and in particular to thank the Heritage Council for part funding the restoration of a number of fights, the 12 o'clock hints project committee is organising a walk with a heritage team on Saturday, August 13th. The meeting finds it well worth at 9.45 a.m. and the walk starts at 10 a.m. The route will be mostly a flat walking walk along the Red Trail where most of the heritage sites are located. So there's more there about it if anyone wants to read it and uh, come along and the talking. I, I think we're going to have to do a show up at the 12 o'clock. Yeah, well, we, 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 we have plans in motion for that. Now, now, now before, before I finish, I'm going to finish uh, with, with this one. And uh, oh, yeah. I'm, I'm going to thank Tom for coming in. Tom, thank you very much. You're David. welcome. Thank, thank you, Thanks, and Pat. And, and I, I, I'm going to end on a good, I would say a good news story and a nice bit of cooperation because uh, on page 16 in the sporting section in the Clare Champion, there is a photograph of Newmarket on Ferguson's Porrick McMahon holding the ball tightly despite the challenge of White Gapes' Cullen Madden. The photograph is by Natasha Barton and we'll say for those of you in the know, uh, it's nice to see a picture of Porrick who works for the Clare Echo in the Clare Champion. And I said, it's, it's nice to see a little bit of cooperation. We hope he's recovered from his excruciating pain. He looks like he's suffering there. He, he does. He, 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 he does. But he has the ball in he, hand. He suffered well for a cause. He had the ball and we'll say Newmarket won the game. And it was, it was a, a game that, um, it was the first outside broadcast that uh, Pat and Leo did at the new stand in Tulla and I can only describe it as an absolute credit to the volunteers and the people at the GEA club in Tulla, a fabulous facility. It lashed rain for the two games that were there and the stand was fairly, I'd say between 90% and 100% full for the two games and I said the players might have got soaked but uh, all the people watching it were well and they have it well done. What, what's the first thing you see when you walk up to get into the stand? The shop. Ah, that's <laughs> absolutely it's perfect. come a long way from how many years ago the past video were broadcasting from the top of the dressing room. I, yeah, and I'm getting so yeah, I, I, I'm bringing generators up on, onto the hill. So <laughs> the hill of Tulla may be gone. It's now the standard Tulla. It's an absolute credit to them. We're going to finish up with that, uh, uh, that uh, from the papers and no, so forth. Before we, 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 we finish we, we, with music, we, we, we might write on the stage to to, to party there. Uh, yeah, get, um, I, I didn't think of it when I was doing it, but I'll just as. As the photograph walks out there, no, Gilbert O'Sullivan, no matter how I try. No. <laughs> Excellent stuff. Great, great stuff. That's it. Hopefully uh, we'll have the, the regular crew back next week. And uh, I said over the next few weeks, we will have a few special guests co coming in to visit and give, give their thoughts to us. So until next Sunday uh, on the media show, uh, 
support your local media. That's the Clare Champion and Clare Echo. You can buy the Champion every week. And if you want to get access to some of the premium content on the Clare Echo, you can get a subscription. Well worth, well worth the price as well. Small fee for a week. And uh, it's well worth to get the extra journalism. And I, I'm not a sporting person myself from the GAF front, but there are extensive reviews in it. And I know they've got a, a lot of uh, new subscribers in recent times in relation to it. And well-deserved because they have good sports people writing for them. That's it for this week. Take care. We'll finish up with Gilbert and Sullivan. We'll see you next week. Looks like